God, we thank you for this passage, for this glimpse at the early church. We ask that you would guide us through this and help us to see what this means for us as well. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember many years ago being at a ministerial, and I pointed out as a as a, uh, a point of pride that John from the New Testament was a Baptist, and we should be proud of that because John was a Baptist. And uh, the Nazarene pastor looked at me and said, yeah, well, you know, John might have been a Baptist, but Jesus was a Nazarene. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that take some of the wind out of my sails. And then one of the other pastors in the ministerial said, and just remember, when we get to heaven, we're all going to be a united church. I'm like, oh my goodness. Now, I'm not suggesting that any of us uh, change denominations. It is great to be a Baptist. Uh, I enjoy being a Baptist, although my primary identification is that of a Christian. But this idea of being united is very important. It's something that we see in this particular passage. There's actually so much that we could look at in this little passage. I could do a sermon series uh, without any difficulty just on what is going on in this passage, but I really want to focus on the idea of the unity that was going on here and, and what that means, what that meant for them, and what it means for us today. And so uh, what we find is that this is a, a glimpse of the early church, a, a snapshot of what was going on, what daily life was looking at. We've seen a, a lot of things so far. We've seen the Holy Spirit being poured out. We've seen Peter and John uh, bringing healing upon a man. We've seen some conflict with some of the religious leaders. And now Luke gives us a glimpse as to what was happening, the inside of the church. What were they doing? What was valuable to them? And we're told that they were of one heart and mind. Uh, this is a, a statement of unity. Now, does that mean that they uh, had uh, no differences, that there was no diversity at all? Of course not. That is not what was going on at all. We saw in our look on the day of Pentecost that God values diversity. He wants to see diversity. And in fact, uh, one of the problems that the church had is they tried to hold on to uniformity rather than diversity. But uniformity and unity are not the same thing. You can have unity with diversity. Uh, there is, in fact, uh, something beautiful that comes to unity when people are different. Because anyone can be united if we believe and value and think the same way, if we all have the same personalities, it's really easy for us to be united. But when we are, are uh, different, when we have different personalities, when we have different backgrounds, when we have different opinions, if we can still be united, that is something that is absolutely beautiful. So what did this unity look like? Well, one of the things that we see here is that it was more of a practical unity than a theoretical unity. So it wasn't just that they had a piece of paper uh, where they checkmark, yeah, I, I believe that we are one heart and mind, uh, we're all good. Uh, it went beyond that. It was very practical. 
that people were willing to sell their possessions in order to take care of those in need. It was completely practical. It was hands-on. There was no way that it was just a, a thing in their minds. They were willing to do the most radical of things in order to make sure that everyone was taken care of. And again, this does not mean that they necessarily agreed with each other on everything, but it didn't matter. If they saw that there was a person in need among their brothers and sisters, they were willing to do whatever it took to make sure that that happened. Now, it wasn't just about the money. It wasn't just about the selling of the property. There was also another aspect of their unity, and that is that they held something in common, and that was that they valued the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There was many things that they could have held on to. There were many different aspects of the faith uh, that people hold strongly. And we see, even in the New Testament, that there were disagreements over different things. And yet the one thing that they absolutely held in common was that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And that meant that they could be united. That was something that would hold them together. Now, what did this look like in, in practical ways? Well, we've already said that in, in this particular case, they were selling property and they were sharing it with those in need within the church. But I can give you another example also from the New Testament, which I think highlights what this unity really looks like and why it doesn't require us to agree upon everything. Uh, one of the, the biggest theological divisions and disagreements that we find in the New Testament is the role of Gentiles, that is, non-Jews, people like us. Uh, how does a Gentile come into the church? Well, there was a difference of opinion. There were some people, especially among the more traditional Jewish Christians in Jerusalem, who believed that a Gentile needed to convert to Judaism. You needed to become Jewish, and then you could become a follower of Jesus. There were other people, uh, often led by the Apostle Paul, and now, of course, we're, we're getting ahead of our story in where we are in Acts, but the Apostle Paul, he firmly believed and he based his ministry on the belief that Gentiles were acceptable to God the way they were. That simply by faith, calling upon uh, Jesus in faith, declaring him to be Lord, that was enough. And there was such a sharp division between these two groups. In fact, some of those traditional Jewish Christians would send people uh, where Paul was preaching. And as soon as Paul would leave that city, they would send these people and they would come in and they would try to sow discord and try to uh, talk the people out of what Paul had been uh, proclaiming, saying that uh, that you could just become a Christian by faith when really you needed to become Jewish. And so Paul had every reason to resent these people. Not only did they disagree on a, a point of theology, uh, these people were actively making life difficult for him. However, when a famine hit Judea and the area of Jerusalem, do you know what the Apostle Paul did? He gathered money to provide for the poor Jewish Christians of Jerusalem, who are the people who represent many of the people who were giving him a hard time. And not only is he collecting this money, he's collecting this money from the Gentile churches. He's going around to these non-Jewish churches, 
collecting money for them and sending it directly to the people who are giving him a hard time because they were united. They disagreed, but they believed that Jesus Christ was risen from the dead. They believed that Jesus is Lord, and that was enough, and they were willing to do that. So what does that look like for us today? What does that mean? Does that does this passage mean that we need to, to go home and we need to list our property, our house, or whatever it is that we have, uh, sell it, and then bring all of that money to the church? Uh, I'm going to tell you, no, you do not have to do that. That is not necessarily the principle that is being put here. The principle of this passage is that the people were united. And we as a congregation, need to be united. It doesn't mean that we're all the same. We're going to have differences of opinion, differences of background, and that is okay. In fact, one of the reasons why I became a Baptist was because I valued the diversity within the, the Baptist tradition. That what I saw of Baptists is that we agreed on the essentials and yet all of these sort of side issues, we don't have an official position on. Now, many of us would feel strongly about certain things. We would believe, well, the Bible clearly teaches so-and-so because that's what our, our personal conviction is. But as Baptists, we believe in soul liberty, which means that we can read the scriptures for ourselves, we can seek the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, and we are responsible just to God for our interpretation of this. Not for everything. There are certain things that are absolute. We do not have personal interpretations uh, or uh, deviations on the resurrection of Jesus. Like the early apostles, we focus on that. That is important. But some of these side issues are not necessarily things that we have to agree on. And our unity does not have to be based on that. Now, even though I would say that that is an important part of being a Baptist, uh, that's not to say that we always live up to this because uh, Baptists have been known to divide. And when Baptists divide, it's not because they see an area that needs uh, a new church and we think, okay, we got to send off another, another Baptist church. Very often, churches have uh, split and Baptist churches have been some of the worst. Uh, I was in a little town they had 4,000 people, uh, there was nine churches, and three of those churches were Baptist, okay? None of them the, the same denomination of Baptist. Uh, we had split for various reasons. In fact, uh, one of the churches was a, a double split of the, of the church I was pastoring. The, the congregation was a split from our congregation, and their denomination was a split from our denomination. But we got along well in the present time, but in the past, that's what was going on. But there continues to be splits. And I'll tell you, and I, I can't go into details right now, but I will send you information that in our upcoming uh, CBOQ assembly, which will be happening online uh, this month, uh, it's very, very likely, that uh, almost for sure, that a number of churches will be leaving the CBOQ over a disagreement over certain things. And that is unfortunate. And I will share more information uh, at, a, at a future time. But that is one of the challenges that we have. We need to be united, not in that we force ourselves to agree with each other, but we believe, we're passionate 
about the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And what does that unity look like? It means being practical, caring for one another, being generous with what God has given us. And that's really what our business meeting is going to be mostly about, about God, uh, about our congregation being called to be generous with what God has given to us. And you'll see more about that as we get into the meeting. But that is the challenge for us, the same challenge that we need to be united. Now, I don't want you to leave the Baptist Church and join the United Church. You don't have to do that, okay? Please stay at Queen Street Baptist Church. However, we can be United Church. Our uh, denominations are not a problem. I'm thankful that we have Anglican churches and Presbyterian churches and Pentecostal churches and Mennonite churches. That's actually not the division in the church that is the problem. Uh, those variations in style are actually a positive thing. It's our strength, not our weakness. But where we can get into trouble is when we divide on things that are not important and that we refuse to help each other True unity is demonstrated in what do we do when we are in the op we have the opportunity to bless someone who disagrees with us. Are we willing to do that or are we not? If we are willing to do that, then we are truly a united church. Let us pray. God, I thank you for this uh, passage. We thank you for the challenge that has been given to us uh, by the early church. Help us to be a united church, to uh, hold in common what is important, to be able to agree to disagree on the secondary issues, and that we would uh, hold our own convictions with a measure of humility. Lord, we pray for our denomination, the Canadian Baptists of Ontario and Quebec, a, a convention of churches that are across a wide theological spectrum, and we pray for our leaders that you would give them wisdom during that time of assembly that is coming up. We pray for our congregation. As I look across this room, I know that there are there is a wide diversity of views on numerous topics. And yet we hold that Jesus Christ is Lord and he has risen from the dead. May that be the foundation of our unity. In Christ's name, amen.